Drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid. What up, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? It's Friday, baby. Everybody's favorite day of the week here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking that Detroit Lions. You heard me on Wednesday's show. I was talking about a W for the first time this year. I've been serving up all this Kool-Aid and finally got the reward of victory on the football field. I'm your host, Derek Oker, here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, where I serve it up for you twice a week. The Honolulu Blue Flavored Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread. Make it a double. And on my Friday show, it's that time here on the show where I got my boy, a.k.a. Chops, a.k.a. Choppy Chop, the one and only Chops on the show this week. Buddy, you're here. We got lots to talk about, brother. Brother. How you doing, man? Oh, Oakery, it's Friday. This I, I, this whole week, I felt like a champion. I felt like a champion because not only were we the Big Ten champions for the team, we also got our first victory of the year for our Lions, baby. It's it's been an incredible sports week, and, and like I gotta tell you, man, we'll just let the people in. I said a little bit on Wednesday. I actually didn't say it, but you are the genius behind me and you going to Indy, seeing our Michigan Wolverines win a Big Ten title. It's been way too long. Um, you scooped up the tickets months, years ago. I don't know when you got these. You got the reservations down. I had to think for about two seconds if I want to take this roadie and, and get this championship. Brother. So, like, we went there, brother, and, man, we had some fun, man. When you go and you're going to win a Big Ten title, man, I had to bring the championship belt. Brother. Yeah, we had to bring the championship belt. We had to rock it. We had to take it to the people. It was a fantastic trip. Just <laughs> given given the belt, though. I mean, I Okri, I can't even tell you how many photo ops we had. I mean, <laughs> we may or may not have done interviews for other podcasts. Brother. Somebody may or may not have done a, a pr- promo cut with Devin Garner. Brother, I'm a Fox Sports. <laughs> it was so, it so, was amazing, totally so, amazing. So let's fill the people in. So we got there, you know. Early on that day, we're about ready to go check out, hang with the people, hang with the Wolverine fans. And like I, t- I tell you, I'm like, hey, man, just we want to have some extra fun. I thought if we're going to be Big Ten champs, we got to bring the championship belt. So I pull out the belt. I had decaled it out with a couple uh, Michigan stickers and whatnot that I had. Um, so you're like, oh, I'm taking the belt around. So so we, we, we did a lap. The people were loving it. They were wanting to get pictures with the belt. They, they knew what it meant. We were going to be Big Ten champs. And then on our second roundabout, I pulled out that I had also tucked in an absolute classic. I bring it out from time to time at the tailgate gates it never gets old and that's the Hulk Hogan poster brother I had to bring out the Hulkster dude because I had to write on there as well hey Iowa brothers you better say your prayers and take your vitamins because Michigan Wolverines are coming so again a classic sign you had the championship we were walking around creating havoc and we got the job done inside the stadium brother brother well, let me sell you something, brother. It was just a great, great atmosphere. 
man, just to be walking around amongst the people, walking around that great town of Indianapolis, brother, uh, in our first Big Ten championship game uh, since it's been in Indy for the last 10 years. I mean, it just could not have been drawn up any better. Uh, of course, you were clutch bringing the props, bringing the belt, bringing the Hulk-a-mania. And, um, you know, I was able to, to transform from Choppy Chop to uh, to the to the great American hero. Great, gave some great brother shout-outs. Brother. Some great, listen here, brother. Brother. And uh, it was just a great time had by all. And I think we stole the show. We absolutely stole the show. We gave more interviews than half the players did in that tailgate and during that pregame. Uh, it was fantastic. There was not one person as we walked around that didn't love the sign. Again, the key to a good sign is you have to take a shot at the opposing group, whoever you're playing. It has to be somewhat intelligent. I even told you, like, is a few more words than I wanted on the sign. But, I mean, gosh, we didn't have one person that didn't absolutely love it. It was putting smiles on faces. As you say, you said you had these interviews. I mean, you did. You're getting pulled over by news channels, Devin Gar, all these different people. Chops, I actually have audio of you. Of some of those interviews. You want to drop that for the people? Yeah, let's hit it. This is just a small clip of you with the championship before we, you know, drop the leg on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, let me tell you something, brother. What you gonna do when Choppy runs wild on you, brother? I mean, that that was you. That, that was you. You were just going around uh, saying that kind of stuff to random strangers. It was incredible. Brother. Yeah, it was. It was it was an absolute blast, brother. And uh, you know, we I think we only got accosted by one Iowa fan, and uh, everybody else pretty much just knew. I mean, I think everyone else we talked to there from Iowa was just happy to be there, uh, <laughs> and knew they were just going to get pounded into the ground. And uh, the Iowa fans were pretty quiet there uh, in, inside after after the first half. So yeah, it was a it was a great atmosphere, man. So happy we had those tickets, and uh, couldn't have couldn't have gone with a better buddy. Well, I just want to say thank you. Brother. It was incredible. Brother. And the Michigan Wolverines. Brother. Are Big Ten champs. Brother. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely incredible. Great time. Now, Chaps, we got so much to talk about on the show. That was an incredible road trip. I'm still recovering, to be honest, uh, almost a week later here. But the, the Detroit Lions went out, and, and they beat the Minnesota Vikings. They not only beat the Vikings... Your boy, Jared Goff, the guy you've been repping on the show, the guy you've been saying he's got what it takes, the guy you've been hanging in there with where I was with you until a few weeks ago when I realized he can't throw and he's a quarterback. Yet he seemed to throw wobbly ducks, as I said on the Wednesday show, to TJ Hawkinson and to other players, Josh Reynolds. Amon Ross St. Brown. The guy looked good. He made plays, and he made one play at the end of the game to win the football game. Dan Miller loved it. I loved it. I want to ask you. We're not going to recap the whole game. I already did that. Go back and listen to Wednesday. I tried to make you guys laugh, have some fun. Chops, I want to hear from you. Jared Goff, you love him. Now you can actually justify it after how he played against Minnesota. Do your thing, brother. Brother. Yeah, Oak, you know, listen, my love for Jared Goff has never waned. Um, I, someone made a comment, uh, you know, in the Michigan game, I, you know, we might, had a little little trickery play where we tossed it out to our running back, and our running back absolutely dropped a dime down the field. And someone made a comment, man, I wish Jared Goff could throw it that good. And uh, I said, hey, hey, listen here. He's got that in him this week. You just watch. And let me tell you something, brother. He <laughs> did not disappoint. He came out through three tutties, through almost 300 yards. Yeah, he had an interception. He had a couple couple sacks that weren't great, maybe a fumble here or there, but still had a rating of 97 and, and got the dubski, man. Come on. He got the dubski. And I'll tell you something else. I looked at all 41 of those throws that he had last week, and it was like something changed, right? It was like I saw a little sprinkle of – the magic that we were seeing from 2018 in his throws again. Brother. Chops, I, I got more exclusive audio of you consistently standing up for number 16 to random people. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I mean, that's you when people take a pot shot 
at Jared Goff. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> I I think uh, the the guy made plays. I thought he's his leadership and his calmness are some of, and his intelligence are some of the things I like. You know, in regards to. You know, never get too high, too low, you know, being able to uh, manipulate, uh, hit the guys when they're open, as well as, you know, he seems to have the players somewhat on his side, despite some of his shaky play. Now, what do you say to the fact that he can't throw? (laughs) Oh, come on, man. He can he can throw. He can throw. Listen, I understand you hate to see the ducks in the air. Um, You know, I'm almost (laughs) wondering if there's something that he's dealing with. You know, we, we talked about this in the road trip, man. Like when he came to town, that was the last thing I expected to see because we did not see, I mean, look, no, no, you know, I'm not going to start comparing him to the other guy who left town just yet. Um, but he doesn't have the arm strength that, that the other guy had, but man, at the beginning of the year, we were seeing some ducks. Let me tell you. And he, he's tightened that up. And again, he just, he looked good. He can throw, man. I mean, he can throw down the field. He's smart. Um, you know, I think getting Josh Reynolds in this offense is helping him out. He's building rapport with Amara St. Brown. Ten receptions last week on 12 targets. Oh, baby. Cornbread. Like, he's getting in for four. So, so, so let me ask you this. How many spirals did you see him throw in this past victory where he's got it all together and you, your man love is, you know, coming together again for this guy? How many? I mean, he was he threw at least, at least 65% of his passes were nice tight spirals. Yeah. <laughs> 65%. I mean, I I, I was going to give him like over under of like three and a hook maybe <laughs> throughout that game. One on that final oh. play was was probably the best uh, spiral I've seen from the guy. But like you say, this is the Kool-Aid cast. We got to be optimistic, got to be excited. Drink it in. So, so my question to you is, can he build off this? You know, can, can he have this type of game, get a win, get the buzzer beater win, which is always extra incredible? And, and can he come back in Denver and ball out? Can he continue this rest of the season playing good football? Can he throw maybe, I don't know, 10 spirals for the rest of the year, get us maybe another Dubsky, still get us maybe this top selection, and have people just dousing themselves in golf butter and Kool-Aid at the end of the year going, this might be the guy again. We we might be okay with him. He, he might be good, especially with better offensive weapons and better football players from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, Oakry, we talk again, this is another thing we talk about for me, this is a springboard game, right? We've had some really, really close losses. We've had an overtime loss. We've had, you know, longest kicker kick and, you know, field goal in NFL history to lose all these things. This to me, this game is a springboard. Who did Jared Goff run directly to after he threw that touchdown pass to win that game? Who was it? Dan Campbell. Brother. That's exactly right. The team, Jared Goff, everybody won that game for Dan freaking Campbell. And to see his outpour of emotion, uh, man, this is, this, is, uh, this is the first, in my opinion, first of many, many wins that this man is going to have as a Detroit Lion head coach. We have more exclusive audio on the show. This is picked up by a very technical microphone when Jared Goff and Dan freaking Campbell embraced. And they both at the exact same time said this. You've had enough of that. (laughs) They had finally had enough of the losing. Had enough of that. They both said it. They meant it. They were both tired of that. You know what? And we got a W under our belt. So I'm really hoping Jerry Goff can build on it, to be honest. I mean, he's already paid for next year. I do think that I'd love to see the team just load up on other spots, give him another year, see how it goes. Yes, it might be frustrating at times, but I think if you got him another receiver or two, along with what we already have, as well as another tight end to back up TJ. Hawkinson, um, I, I think that this could be rolling, especially with the way our running backs are playing, our offensive line. To me, the biggest thing with Jared Goff, and we could spend all day on this, we'll keep the show rolling because I know you got other, you got a rant in you, I think, here on the show you want to bring to the people. We're going to talk about snap counts here later in the show, what these rookies are doing, how much they're out there, how much they're not out there. Why the heck aren't some of these guys out there more? We'll get into all that. But, I mean, I think when he's protected... 
Jared Goff can throw spirals or wobbly ducks to wide open people and he looks much much better so the way that this o-line is coming together and the fact that he just needs a couple more people that can run and catch would really help him out a lot yeah i agree i i'm i've I've been long-standing to say build the team around the quarterback um you know, I don't love these quarterbacks coming out. Now, do you take a flyer on a fourth rounder or something like that? Maybe, but uh, you're right. He's paid next year. I think he's going to be our guy next year. And truthfully, I think the sky is the limit for, for Jared, especially if we get him some explosive players. I like our running back core right now. I freaking absolutely love our O-line. And if we can keep healthy, I, I see him winning all, quite a few games next year. And then you have wow. to make a decision. Do we replace him or do we extend him? Um, <laughs> and we'll see. But I, that's where my mindset's at. I'm already thinking about extending Jared Goff. The, these are hot takes, everybody, on the show here from Choppy Chop about his boy Jared Goff. <laughs> I think he used the word sky's the limit, win a bunch of games, possibly resign him. Oh, my goodness. Um, I hope that somewhat works out for you. I don't know that I'm there anywhere in that stratosphere with you, as much Kool-Aid as I drink here on the show. But, Chops, you brought up the NFL draft. I might as well put you on the spot right now. If the draft's tomorrow, the Detroit Lions have the number one selection with the first pick, Choppy Chop selects. Defensive end from the University of Michigan, Aiden Hutchins. Brother. <laughs> oh man, it's it's all trending in that direction. We saw him live and in person. I think he's a Dan Campbell guy. I think he's got a crazy motor. He's physical. He plays the run. He plays the pass. I mean, I think everybody and their brother, 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 <laughs> is getting on board with Hutch for the Lions. Hope for, hope, hope for Hutch, baby. Hope for Hutch, Hutch for Heisman, all those alliterations you can pull out. I think everybody's on board with that. We are definitely going to talk so much more draft. I'm going to have to take Choppy to school, teach him a couple things, because we're in a bunch of these 32-team fantasy leagues. Chops' team is sitting at home, won maybe a handful of games or so this year. I've got my Detroit Lions 12-1, and raging into the playoffs as the number one seed, ready to possibly. Chops, if, if I had to wait all these years and I can't even get a playoff dub I had to go take it upon myself to be the GM to bring the Detroit Lions fan base the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers a championship that I might do this year for the people drink it in actually not just for the people and the people consist of the millions (laughs) I'm going to bring it home for them while your, your teams are just sitting on the bench watching Listen, Oakry, no one cares about your Detroit Lions fantasy football team, bro. Brother. Everybody cares about the real Lions team, and that team is going to be bringing a championship home to Detroit sooner rather than later. With Jared Goff? Brother. Absolutely with Jared Goff. (laughs) Hold on. Let me fill up that glass a little more, Chappie, for you. Drink it in, man. All right, man. Lots of good stuff there. Hot takes from you. We obviously had an incredible road trip, Big Ten Championship in Indy. The Lions got a victory. Um, so much Kool-Aid and cornbread going on here in the front of the show. Let, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back after our great sponsors, Reality Sports Online, you got Anchor Podcast, all the other great supporters of the show, especially you listeners out there. Every time you tweet out at Derek Oakry, hey, I love the show, listen to the show, drink it in, all this stuff. It, it's great stuff and love uh, interacting as much as I can, as well as um, serving up this Kool-Aid for you twice a week talking Detroit Lions here. So we'll go ahead and get that in. And Chops, I think I heard, I think you told me before the show, hey, Oakry, I need some room. I need a little bit of room. I know we've done it before, but you told me you got a rant here that you got to get off your chest here when we get back. You got a little something, something for the people. I might just sit back, put the mic on mute, let you do your work. Are you ready to get into that after the commercial? Uh, Oakry, I was born ready. The question is, are the people ready? (laughs) <laughs> well, I, th- I think they are. I think they've been anticipating as well as we'll have some fun stuff about these snap count numbers and 
Of course, on the Friday show, we got to get your prediction, which is Lions heading to Denver. Everyone's sick. Lots of question marks across the board. But can we make it two dubskis in a row? I mean, we'll, we'll give you our score prediction, a quick take on that as well. Drink it in. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers. Back from the break. Hopefully you filled up your glass with that Detroit Kool-Aid as well as listen to our great sponsors. Please go check them out. That really helps the show, keeps this thing rolling. Like I said, definitely find me on Twitter at Derek Oakery. I'm talking Lions. I'm talking Michigan Wolverines heading to the um, college football playoff. I'm talking fantasy football. Again, I'm dominating. Uh, I think it's what? At Chops in the D if you want some bad fantasy advice. If you want winning advice, you can find me at Derek Oakery on Twitter. Is that right, Choppy Chop? Uh, yeah, the Twitter handle's right, but the advice <laughs> will not be bad. Trust me. All right, you tried hard this year. I'll give you that. And if you want hockey advice, if you want my hockey insider news, then go find at Chops in the D. He's got all that for you. He's got Michigan hockey everywhere, all day, every day. But here we're talking Lions football. And here's the thing. I mean, we got into this on the show before. I got to tee this up for the people, brother. Brother. <laughs> like, I mean... A lot of times, like here on the show, we talked about this, and it's like, you know, we get all excited about this topic. Well, let me tell you something, brother. And that's Matt Stafford. And, like, the thing is with Stafford, brother, brother, it's like, the thing is, everyone loves him here. He can do no wrong. I mean, the guy's perfect. He came out, he was MVP weeks ago. Yet now... Chops, I think you want to address the fact that he, you know, recently has been struggling. There has been rumor innuendo about multiple injuries, whether it be the back, the ankle, the elbow. And he's losing now to teams, I don't know, that actually have decent records. So, again, I like Matt Stafford. I'm rooting for him in L.A. I know the draft pick is on the line, but I like seeing him in a Rams uniform. I like seeing him throw the football around the yard. It's a fun team to watch. I like watching the stars. I like watching the big names like Odell Beckham. 
Beckham out there in L.A. and every other top former pro bowler that they got out there. So I enjoy what he's doing. I wish him well. The only thing I don't wish well are the people in Detroit brother. that like think this brother, brother can do no wrong and that he was perfect here and he won. That's my beef. Other than that, I like the guy, his wonderful family. I wish him all the best. But you... You've got a beef, and you wanted to just get after it a little bit, so I'll just turn it over to you, brother. Brother. Oh yeah, oh man, I got beef. I have so much beef with this, with this, <laughs> this punk. I, I, I just, I, I can't. Punk. I know. And he, everybody says he's a nice guy, and dude, I, I am so sick and tired of Matt Stafford love, especially from people here in Detroit. Like this dude. I know he goes to LA. He, you know, he's living the LA life. Him and Kelly are out there doing their thing, throwing pretzels at people and other stuff. <laughs> and you know, it's it's. I'm so sick. Of it. Guess what? The guy comes up. His schedule rolls right. Oh, he's got a couple cupcakes, right? Oh, he beat Seattle. Oh, he beat the Giants. Oh, he beat the Bears. Oh, then what happens when the guy has to come up and play? Oh, I don't know. The Titans, the Niners, the Packers, the Cardinals. Oh, that's right. He loses. He loses. Okay. He is still That's nine terrible. and seventy against winning teams. Nine and seventy. I I can you can't even make that statistic up, man. It is ridiculous how bad he is against teams that are actually good. And the other thing that drives me nuts with this guy is listen, is there any other quarterback in the history of the NFL? who has had more excuses made for him when he loses. Oh, the, here we go. How many times did we hear all too long? Well, he doesn't have a good O-line. Oh, okay, great. Oh, well, you know, he doesn't have any weapons. Oh, great. Oh, I don't know. How many first-round draft picks did we put on offense for him? Oh, the guy, now, now he's always injured. Oh, okay, cool. Well, guess what, L.A.? That's what you got when you traded for him. He is always injured. You're damn right he is. And when it comes down to the big game, he can't win. And he still can't win. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Robert Woods, who's hurt now. He's got all these guys. Odell Beckham. They bring in Von Miller. He's already got all these other studs on the D's. And they still can't beat winning teams. This guy will never win Anything in the playoffs when it matters. Count it. Oh, just drives me nuts, man. I, I hate it. I hate all this for him. Chops, you want to know my reply to all that craziness you just threw out there? Bring it. Um. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, I think you're. Yes. Okay, that's not your response. That's Matt Stafford's response to his It all starts with me. That's my favorite part of that song. Like, that was my other beef. Like, again, I you called him a punk. I'm not there. I, I like the guy. He's a good face of the franchise. You called him out on a million different levels. My thing was, like, towards the end especially, his pressers were robotic. He never grabbed anybody by a chokehold and, like, got sick of them not making plays or dropping the football he just said the same old stuff did the same old stuff we got the same old result so i knew it was time yet like i said i'm still enjoying this this journey yes i want the lions to have a good draft pick but anywhere from 25 to 15 is going to be perfectly good because i'm gonna get a stud with that pick because i know the nfl draft unlike some people here on the show I'm going to make that selection. I'm going to get myself a hell of a ball player at a position of need and do some things. So I feel good about it. And, like, I think you, like, are just, I don't know. You just got to let this go, bro. I mean, come on, brother. You just got to let it go. Brother, <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. I will let this go when he wins a playoff game. And then I still won't let it go because with the team that he's got around him, he should win the freaking Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. And it's not going to happen, though. I'm telling you right now, he's sitting in a wild card spot right now. They're going to get bounced in the first round. Mark it. It's going to happen. Brother. Well, there you go. You heard it there first. I actually think 
He's gonna uh, he's gonna come together, win a couple of these big games, get the playoffs, get his first playoff win. Everybody's gonna be the darling of the league. He will fall a bit short after that, but I do think that's gonna happen. So we're on different sides of that coin there, uh, brother. Brother. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. So I, I thought I'd let you rant about Stafford. People love a good Stafford rant. They've heard me goof about him here on the show. They've heard me praise him back in the day. They've heard me support the guy, say, ah, you know, keep him around. He's our best chance. They've also heard me on this show and when I did other podcasts, like a year plus before he got traded, saying, like, it's just time. It's time to go in a different direction. You were at my house when they said they were going to move in a different direction. You couldn't have been more happy. You couldn't have been more fired up. And I'm still excited overall, even though Jared Goff can't throw, that the, at least he can do some things. He's a mid-level, upper, eh, people say he's an upper paid level quarterback, but he's like 25 to $35 million this year and next year. Like, I mean, that's kind of the going rate for a guy that's above average with some upside in the NFL so I mean he's fine he's I he ain't that great but I'll deal with him and I'm rooting for Stafford but I just think that the Lions are better off with two first round picks third Jared Goff and a future that has more upside than um mm, um, you know a a bunch of mid to lower uh, you know expectations yeah I listen I I'm happy about this trade. I would have done this all day. Hell, I would. I probably would have even done this without the picks. Just you know, without the second pick to get this guy out of town because I was just done with him. So you know, I I can't even say I wish him well. I just just go away. Go away. <laughs> oh, it's always something with him, like you said, and it's uh, he's still balling out for me in fantasy football, which I appreciate. He also is. Uh, Good when he's good, bad when he's bad, good against the bad teams, bad against the good teams. You know how it goes. So let's go ahead and get off that topic, Choppy, and let's do something we haven't really ever done on the show. And that's with my fantasy football expertise as well as my grandiose football knowledge. You know, I've always like been interested in snap counts, but I've never like found a good website for it. I've never really dug into it a ton. But recently I found a site that's really good for that. And like it's really interesting to see sort of what some of the snap counts percentages are for the Lions, especially their rookies, as well as maybe how they're bringing people along. So I thought we might dive into that a little bit here for a few minutes on the show and then uh, give the people a little quick preview about this Denver game. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea, Oak. I'm glad that you finally got up to speed on the snap count sites because, man, I've been I've been perusing those for two, three years. So which, welcome which to is, the 21st century. <laughs> which is interesting because despite you knowing those sites and, and looking at them, you continue to fall to me week after week, year after year. I beat you twice, three times, head up, whatever it was the past couple years. As I mentioned earlier, which I'll just mention again for fun, I'm number three uh, heading with a bye in the playoffs. You and your squads are at home at the couch. I mean, who knows? Maybe you're dominating your eight-team Yahoo League with your other goofs at your either work or your church or whatever but I mean when you come up head up against me especially in the 32 teamers I mean you really got uh you know you just got one thing I mean well actually it's nothing it's it's this no chance that's what you got but, but I mean you've accepted that so anyway that's that's neither here nor there let's get into these snap counts which you're which you're an expert at and a genius of so let's start with my boy Levi. I don't know if you've heard Chops, but here on the show, his name is AKA Big Denim. Um, Levi owns Arike. Like, I mean, this guy, they took him in the high second round. I mean, let's look at his snap percentages week by week. 0% didn't play week one, 15% up to 24, then 29, then 30, back down to 21 up into the mid-30s. Now we're going up into the mid-40s, but then he missed the game. Now he's back into the 30s. They're probably trying to bring him along, bring him off the injury. The Lions are are classic for that. Now we got 41%, back down to 63% here in week 13, and he started to show up the last few weeks and make plays. I feel like he's still much lower than I want him, up to about week 11, 12, 13. But 63-plus percent, let's keep that going up, get this guy out there. Number 75, Levi Big Denim on Zerike. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you can see, you know, this this week 13 was his high snap count percentage of the of the year. Um, they had a little bit of, you know, so you saw a little less Michael Brockers. You saw a little, little less Charles Harris, uh, a little less Austin Bryant, and a lot more Levi. So I'm all for it because, look, this kid's going to be the future, right? So get him out there. I don't want to see, I don't want to see these like low 30s anymore, man. He should be playing 60. 70% now coming into this week and finishing out the year. So get him in there. Let's see what he's got and uh, put him put him to task. Exactly. I mean, you learn by being out on the field. You learn the physicality. He's got to get the conditioning to be able to be out there a lot. Now, they have him listed as defensive end. So I think like the ideal scenario heading into 2022 is, is Levi on the edge along with Brockers, who will be paid. I haven't really liked what I've seen from him, but he is a great locker room guy, um, as well as some of the other young pups. So you got the two ends and the guy in the middle, which is Aleem McNeil. Now, here's my thing with Aleem, man. He was in the uh, top of the third round, basically. You know, big, big boy. They said he had feet. They said he could penetrate. I, I put out on Twitter, man, like, this guy's out there a lot. But I'm not seeing any playmaking, and and I I made the caveat like I don't expect this guy to be blowing up the backfield every uh, you know down or getting a bunch of sacks, but he's just out there a lot, and I'm just not seeing the impact or the production or both or even just these game changing plays. But they seem to like what he's been doing. You know, he started off the year in the 50s, 40s, then he had a some lulls where he's in the 20s and 30 percentiles. You know, week 10 his low marks you know all the way down to only 17 percent of the snaps there in week 10 but here we are 45 36 and 57 percent so in week 13 man levi and aleem paired up which is the thing too we were counting on these guys like each other pair them up let them go to work i mean i don't know what this guy's ever gonna be but he is getting some meaningful reps i just feel like we should have seen a sack a tfl some penetration more on a week-to-week basis from big number 54, who I did call on a couple shows ago, a.k.a. Plump, because he's looking real plump in his jersey. Like, it's a little too tight, a little too short. He's big plump, but I'm hoping that that can catch on, too, when he starts making plays. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I think the equipment manager ordered him a schmedium, uh, <laughs> and, and they should have figured out what, what was going on to get that over those pads. But, but listen, so... But, you know, back to the snap counts, um, this week 13 is the first week that he outsnapped Nick Williams, right? Every other week, he's getting decent amounts of snaps, um, you know, anywhere from that 17 to 45, I think one, one week at 51 range. This week up to 57%. First week he outsnapped Nick Williams. So to me, that's a big, that's a big tell, right? I think that continues to go up now because, again, we're transitioning from a vet down into a, a rookie who – has more upside. So for me, I want to see that number grow. I want to see him continue to out snap Nick Williams. I mean, oh, you know, talking about the future too, I, you know, I want to, don't forget, don't forget. We also have a pro bowler coming back next year in Romeo or Quora. Like I know that we, we have these young pups, but don't forget we haven't had this guy since week four. Right. So, and also don't forget that the chances of us drafting, uh, I don't know, Aiden Hutchinson, with the first pick is off the charts. So our D line is looking great right now for next year. (laughs) Chops. It's incredible point by you. He was a little bit off my radar. Romeo back on the edge. As long as that Achilles is good. Like we have not been able to get after the quarterback and you just sold me in two seconds on Romeo, Aleem, Big Denim, Hutch, and then Austin. You know, we got some other young dogs. Even the younger Oquara continues to make plays. So it's all things to be optimistic about. Maybe pour yourself a glass, everybody, when you think about that. Drink it in, man. Of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Now, here, here's one that I think is just a really, you know, good progression that you see from Amon Ross St. Brown. 64% early in the year. You know, had a bit of a dip, but pretty much going up throughout his time 69 percent 78 percent you know working his way up and then the last few weeks 85 percent of the snaps 98 percent and 96 and what is it turning into 10 catches in a game winning tug here in week 13 against the vikings so i think he's coming along really well getting a lot of reps he's been compared to robert woods he's been given some lot of respect by golf and company 
Goff, your boy. Um, I think he's coming along really well. And like I said, even if he's not a top big-bodied outside guy, he could be a really nice catch, run after the catch, touchdown maker, I think, here in Detroit. Yeah, Oakery. So listen, I want to point something out, and you you did a great job of lining it up and putting it on the tee so I can just knock it out of the park. What week did Josh Reynolds uh, come over and start playing on this team? Uh, Josh Reynolds came uh, four weeks ago. Week 10. Uh, yeah, so, so week 11 was his first game with us, right? Yes. So as you astutely mentioned, as of week 11, Amara St. Brown snap counts 85%, 98%, and then 96% last week with 10 catches on 12 targets. Okay? All it took was to get one other dangerous weapon for Jared Goff to throw the ball to, and Amaran opened right up and has now been great. The guy we expected to see, we hope to see all year, right? I, I want I, I hate to think, you know, that we were down on him going into the bye week, but this guy was supposed to have some weapons on the outside to to draw some coverage and give him some opportunity, right? I mean, we were supposed to have Tyrell Williams, you know, we were supposed to have some other guys out there to take to take away attention. But it just didn't happen. So now that it's happening and you've got Josh Reynolds out there, who's also, by the way, getting a nice 90 to 85 percent snap count week to week. You've got him out there and it's opened up the playbook for Amara St. Brown. So this is the Amara St. Brown I expected to see all year. Josh Reynolds comes in, opens up, gives opportunity for that guy. I mean, of course, you know, Mr. Khalif Raymond has been solid all, all year round. I mean, he's, he's our speedster guy. He's the guy, maybe get it, get it to him in the slot, get it to him a little behind the line of scrimmage, let him get some yak. But all, all this is coming together, and you can see how much one weapon makes a difference with our receiving core. One guy. And not even, I mean, and again, I'm not talking like a Julio Jones, man. I'm talking Josh Reynolds, who's good, but he's not a stud. <laughs> One guy added to this line, and all of a sudden it opens up the offense like it hasn't before. And now he's getting comfortable too. So, man, I, I, I'm happy about where we're at with this receiving core. And now I'm just looking for, like, a, a, one more stud and maybe a, a really high rookie draft pick to, to get in the mix. All good stuff by you. Now, your first comment, I mean, I mean it ain't easy, but, of course, I, I got to work my tail off over here to make you look good here on the show. It's kind of what I do. Second of all, I want to tell the people about an incredible moment. Um, me literally sitting at my house that first game or – it was like his first or second game, and I literally was watching, and I go, man, Josh Reynolds is silky smooth, man. He's a smooth athlete. And like a second later, my phone buzzes, text from Choppy, man, Josh Reynolds is smooth. <laughs> like exact same verbiage, same time. It was incredible. So we're on the same page with him. Now, we we got to preview this Bronco game so we could go down the list of all these guys. But let's do one more player that I think the people – would be interested in and that's linebacker number 55 Derek Barnes now I was quoted on Twitter recently of saying like what why is Derek Barnes still so limited like I was looking at his overall numbers he was averaging like 30 percent or less in almost all these ball games I'm looking at it now nine percent 15 percent 48 31, you know, working its way up in the low 30s, mid 40s. Week 10, Derek Barnes, I don't think he was hurt. 17% of the guy was out there for 15 snaps. That's unacceptable. That's inexcusable. Then 26, then 27, still not acceptable. Come on, Dan freaking Campbell. Play this beast. I mean, yeah, we know he's in the weight room doing curls and inclined bench. Have you seen the guy's arms? He's a monster. Chris Spielman loves him, so I love him. And then in week 13, he gets 46%. He's making plays. He's getting TFLs. He's flexing. He's shutting down two-point conversions. Derek Barnes is a beast. Derek Barnes is going to be a monster once he starts getting, I don't know, reps. Once he starts getting snaps. Once he starts getting out there more, you will see more and more plays as we did in the preseason from hopefully the future leader of our defense, number 55, with an incredible first name, Derek Barnes. Yeah. 
oh, look, this kid, He to me, he's the future. Brother, brother. And I look, I think we all understand that Anzalone is, he's running the D right now. He's going to be at that, that 100% snap count. We get that, right? Um, but it, it's crazy. So, you know, again, going back to these numbers, week three, where Derek Barnes had 48%, his highest snap count in the whole season. Who did we play? Baltimore. And what did we almost do against Baltimore? Win. Well, I don't know. We should have won because they kicked that ridiculously stupid field goal uh, to break the record. Okay. Next highest, week 13, 46%. What happens? Dubsky. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this guy, we got to start. He, I expect that number to be anywhere over 45% every week now for the rest of the year, getting, the, getting him up into the into the 50s and 60s and 70s percentage wise because he is the future i want i want anzalone to take him under his wing i want this guy to be the leader of the d he's going to be running it let's get him out there um he you know we we spent capital on him he's ready to go i don't know if he was dealing with some injuries but yeah coming off of the buy at 17 and 26 and 27 percent snap counts man it's ridiculous so get him out there. I want him. I don't want to see that number below 50 ever again this year. <laughs> Chops, you know what me and you might say to Dan freaking Campbell if we saw him right now? Tell me. Well, let me tell you something, brother. And then we'd follow it up with this. What you going to do when Derek Barnes runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> it sounds something sounds something like that. So, Chaps, let, let's finish this show strong, man. Lions heading to Denver, coming off a dub. You have man love for Jared Goff. He threw three and a half spirals last game, which is a new record for him in Detroit. He had a game-winning touchdown. St. Brown, who I'm going to have to work on a nickname for. He deserves one. He's starting to ball out. I'm going to have to dub him here on the show with something. Um are they going to go to Denver and get this done? Are they going to go ahead and get another win? Do you want another win? Do you want the draft pick? Like, it's an intriguing game. The Lions have the flu bug. No one has practiced. I don't know what's going on. But I feel like the weather's going to be nice. And this is a game that can be had if they play tough football. Yeah, there's so much going on with this game, Derek. Uh, it's, it's man, it's a great it's, – First of all, the fact that we have this flu bug going, thank God none of it's COVID, but like, I don't know who's even going to play in this game. Like their whole, it's like, it's just crazy to me how many guys are sick right now. So barely practicing, not getting anything done. You're going out to the West coast, right? So you're playing Denver. It's never easy to go to the mile high and play. Um, Every, you know, Vegas has got us at a, a 10, a 10 point dog. You know, they're paying big out money to, to bet the money line. For us, but listen, we just came off our first win of the year. You saw the emotion that came out of Jared Goff and Dan Campbell after that game. You saw the emotion in the locker room. You saw Dan freaking Campbell toss Sheila Ford hemp up in the air like she was a rag doll. I thought I was gonna, I was afraid she was gonna throw her and she was gonna hit the ceiling. He tosses her up, they're celebrating, they're happy. And I'm telling you what, this is all coming back to another W here in Denver, because I think that Dan Campbell, despite the one win, despite the 10 losses, despite some of the questionable play calls on the offensive side, which is first year of doing, he has these guys ready to run through brick walls for him, which is all you can ask for from a coach during a rebuild time. This guy, these guys will go to war for him. These guys will bite off kneecaps for him. And they're going to go to Denver, who Denver keeps playing around. We don't know what Denver is, right? They're six and six. Some people are like, wow, man, they're flirting with playoffs. Oh, and then the next week, they're a total dumpster fire. Teddy Bridgewater decides to throw, you know, like terrible, terrible passes and make terrible decisions. I think that they come into Denver and they put a pounding on the Denver Broncos and they win by a touchdown in this game. (laughs) Drink it in, man. Oh, man, how do I follow that? Chop's coming extra strong. I guess the first thing I'll follow with was one of the funnier things I heard all week was somebody say Dan Campbell lifted Sheila Ford hamp in the air like it was one that scene in Dirty Dance. <laughs> oh, that, that made me laugh. Uh, it was great to see the players go nuts for... Um, 
for Dan freaking Campbell. And uh, I'll just say this. I mean, again, I'm a guy that wants to draft pick first and foremost. I do love seeing him win, play hard, do all that stuff. So I would love to see a great effort. I would love to see another Dubsky, as you said. Um, they are fighting for him. There's no question. Dan Campbell. Dan freaking Campbell. I think this is your path to victory on Sunday in the afternoon in Denver. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. (laughs) This is going to have to be another gritty, grimy effort by Detroit. They're going to have to come with their lunch pails. It's a business trip. Go out there, play four good quarters of football. I'll give this as win number two for the Lions. But I think it's going to be like, like 20... Gosh, I hate to do another field goal game. You've got it as a touchdown. Give me 20 to 16. The Lions by a comfy four with another dub. And coming home and feeling good about themselves. Showing that they can stack one. Showing that they can go on the road and do it. Showing that it wasn't a fluke for your boy, Jared Goff. I got the over-under of spirals at six and a half for the game. <laughs> we'll, we'll count those up. He's feeling good. He's going to double his, his season effort where I think over the season he's thrown three beauties. Um, but it should be another fun game. I'm looking forward to it. And Choppy, after that, the Michigan Wolverines in the next week or two will be playing the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> and for a chance to go to the national championship, brother. Brother. I cannot wait for it. We got some great football here ahead. Yeah, great, 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 great football, man. Uh, and let me tell you this, Oakry, how do you feel? I, we didn't get into this much, but if we got a minute or two, how do you feel about if the Lions getting a victory on Sunday and dropping from the first pick to the third pick? Because you know that Jacksonville and Houston are not going to win. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a future show. We will be talking about uh, how and where this draft pick goes. Uh, Houston and Jacksonville have to play themselves. Everybody wants Hutch, but Thibodeau's good. There's lots of other options. I'm still not even, you know, totally unsure that a quarterback will not emerge. So, so much to get into, Choppy. Don't get me started on a draft show when we got to get up out of here. So, let me tell you something brother we both got lions victories we were both in indian saw michigan hoist a trophy it's good times all day every day right here on the kool-aid cast buddy it's been fun having you on drinking that detroit kool-aid drink it in man it's always a good time to be on the show brother and uh again looking forward to some great football here uh and watching uh the wolverines take it to georgia and then take it to bama so back in indy Back in Indy for the national championship, baby. Bring it. Brother. Choppy, we might have to show up with the sign. Multiple championship belts if that happens, just to raise ruckus. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Brother. Drink it in.